You all ready to join me today in our trip to outer space? Yeah. Albert Shivers. The Matrix doesn't happen. That's very true. Come along quietly or not. They don't have to like it, but they're gonna see what happens. Goodbye, wimps. And now, without further ado, from Albert Shivers. The general concept is that creativity flourishes in in an atmosphere of freedom. Hello everybody, it's Albert Shivers and this is another episode of the Planet Shivers Podcast. On this episode today, I'm going to give you guys another solo ear beaten. It's just you and I hanging out, talking again. But this time I want to tell you a story, a weird story, but a story that's always stuck with me. Which is the time I thought I seen Howlin' Wolf outside of the papaya dog in the village in New York. For anybody listening who doesn't know who Howlin' Wolf is, you gotta educate yourself. One of the best blues musicians there is. He's my personal favorite for a lot of reasons. First of all, his music is phenomenal. His lyrics are great. And the big record companies could never buy him off. If you've ever seen or have the chance to see the movie Cadillac Records, uh, they do a good job in showing how Howlin' Wolf's, you know, morals. When every other musician was taking the Cadillac instead of the record money that all these sleazy record producers were trying to, oh, buy a car! And then next month when they're hungry because they can't they can't buy food or pay their rent and they're like I need some money it's like well we bought you the car that was your payment. Howlin' Wolf didn't play that shit. He took the money. He, he was a modest dude who blew it up on stage. Blew it up on stage. So with that said, please hold. Tired of having headache pain, nausea, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, diarrhea? Try new Pepto-Bismol chewables made in grape, peanut butter, and cherry flavor for family and kids alike. That's right, David. And all this and more can be found at a low price at your local pharmacy. For our southern guests, keep a lookout for the new brand, Peppy Bismilk. Must be 18 years old or the purchase has a parent before overdosing do not take of pregnant with triplets. Do you have a problem? Think hard. The problem solvers. Taxes got you down. Wasping your crawl space. Term paper blues. Migrating implants. Call the problem solvers. Cause after all, what's a problem but an opportunity disguised as a stripper having a seizure on your boat? Mouse in your house. We need a cheap flight to Tucson. We are the problem solvers. Let me get to Papaya Dog. First of all, there was a time. Before the stupid pandemic, before before you had to show your papers to the guards. When I was jumping back and forth between between um, my phone went off and it threw me off. Bet- I was jumping back and forth between where I live and New York quite a bit. I was shooting movies. I was hanging out with my friends down there. I was visiting. And whenever I'd go into the city... I'd leave a little bit of time aside to go to the village and hit Bleecker Street Records, which isn't even there anymore. Record record stores are going down the tube. That one closed. 
other music, which was on, I believe was on West 4th Street in Manhattan. That one closed. I'd make it a point to go to the village and hit some stores. There was also this other place in the village. It was this a little Chinese lady. It was a record store owned by this little Chinese lady. They had CDs, DVDs, and records were down in the basement. The name of the place was Disc-O-Rama. Not Disco. Disc-O-Rama. And the O was like a little CD in their logo. And it was this little little Chinese lady, and she also had cigarettes and lottery tickets in in the record store. And that I found some good stuff there. It was a place, though, for anybody who's used to going to record stores, it was a place that you went to and you had a dig. Things were disorganized, records were on the floor, crap was dusty, it, it, everything smelt like mold. And just cat piss. It was it was it was a rough store, but you find some diamonds in the rough sometimes. And I don't remember what exactly I found, but I know that I found something, some good stuff there. I don't even know. But I'd go there, but I'd always hit all the music stores and whatever else, and I would end my little shopping spree of music at Papaya Dog in um on the corner there. And I would get. I'd always get the same thing. I'd order. They had a special. I think it was like six bucks. You got a burger. French fries. And a coke. That was good enough for me. Now you also. For six dollars. You could have got um, a hot dog. But I, I didn't need those hot dogs. Those hot dogs were flaccid. And probably full of all sorts of chemicals. Right out of the cow's ass. So I never went for the hot dogs. Same as Martinsville, Virginia. Those hot dogs, when I went to Martinsville, <laughs> to the NASCAR with Isaac, Martinsville, Virginia is famous for their hot dogs. But they're red. They're beet red. Beet red. And it's some sort of thing that they inject in the hot dogs. They splooge something in the hot dogs that makes them... Like beet red. It's crazy. We didn't touch those either. We looked at each other like, eh, you want to go if you, but no. Anyway, um, so I get my burger. I get to a, a standing table and I'd stand there and I'd watch people watch. People watch, people watch. You know, there's no shortage of that, especially in the village. And. Oh, I just remember this one time. I'm standing there in Papaya Dog. And I'm watching, you know, people, they walk by. And this girl walks by, crazy, like, stringy, dirty looking. I'm not looking to pick on anybody. But stringy, dirty pink hair. And she's got big, thick black glasses. A schoolgirl outfit. And a chainsaw in a pink... In like a pink case. But it's a chainsaw. But in a pink case. And I'm looking around like this has got to be a movie shtick. It's got to be a movie. Some college. I don't know. But there was nobody with cameras around her. Nobody at all. And who knows. I almost. There's a little part of me. this crazy part of me. That wanted to follow her and, and, and talk to her a bit. But you, n- you never know what. <laughs> You never know who people are, what they got. 
But yeah, I remember that really well now that I think about it. Anyway, one one of the times I'm at Papaya Dog, I'm standing there, I'm eating my burger, and there's always a couple of homeless dudes outside all through the village asking for money. And this on this day, there were a few of them congregated right outside. A couple of guys, it was it was three like older, older black dudes congregated outside. It's late, late September, so it's kind of, it's there's a little bit of a chill in the air. Um, everybody's a little bit, you know, you got your light jackets or your sweaters on. And um, for those of you who, who aren't really familiar, Papaya Dog overlooks 6th Avenue and West 4th Street, which is a place where there, in general, tends to be a lot of people hanging around. And it's a fantastic, like I said, a fantastic place for people watching. So directly in my line of sight from the table that I'm standing at eating my food, one of the one of the guys who was asking for money out there um, caught my attention. And even from the distance that I was, I could tell he was a lot taller than the other guys, stood definitely over six foot, a couple inches over six foot. He had on this red flannel shirt, dark blue pants, and this baseball cap, dark blue or black baseball cap that was stained and and floppy, probably from being out in the rain. It had none of its, none of its shape was left in it. And for whatever reason, whether it was his height or just whatever aura he was given off, this dude, like this particular dude, he just, he caught my interest. And as he turned around, I look at him, I go, holy crap. This dude is a dead ringer for Howlin' Wolf, the blues musician. Down to the facial structure, his stature, everything. Look, with each passerby, each time he'd stop and somebody would drop money into his mug, like, I, I'd... I'd Give him a glance. I didn't stare. I don't want to be caught staring. But I'd just keep glancing by him. And, and every time I I caught a glance at him, the more and more I was convinced, like, this dude is a dead ringer for Hallow Wolf. To the point where I stand there thinking, like, man, is this some sort of apparition? Why, though? Why? Why would it be an apparition? Why? What would his ghost be doing hanging out in the village? And most of all, outside of Papaya Dog. Now, you might remember from other podcasts, and this is a whole episode in and of itself, but I've had dead musicians present themselves to me before. This is nothing new for me, but those are stories for another day. Um, But when you're in that mindset and your mind starts to run away with you you're you're like man this this is really weird so i actually before i left the place i'm like ah, i'm going to you know one of these guys is going to hit me up for money as i'm walking out of this place so i'm going to walk out when i'm done with my food i'm going to walk out in such a way that i pass this guy particularly so before I leave, I under the table, I go, I grab a couple of bucks out of my wallet, getting ready to go. 
I can't, yeah, like I said, I put the couple of bucks in my hand. I don't want to be, you know, digging through my wallet in the middle of the street. You know, you, you don't do that. So I throw my paper plate out. I kind of rub myself up because he look. I'm telling you, he looked so much like Alan Wolf that I almost was afraid to approach him. And as I'm thinking about it, I thought about like slipping in like a smokestack lightning quote to him or something else. But had he quoted me back, I, I would have dropped dead right there on the sidewalk. So I didn't, I didn't chance it. As I'm walking up to him, I realize, damn, this dude is every bit as tall as I think he is, if not more. He was a mountain of a man and, and not just tall, but, but sturdy, not fat. Don't don't get me twisted. He wasn't fat, but just sturdy. Sturdy dude. So I walk up to him and he's 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 big dude. I he he sees me coming, he sticks out his coffee mug to me. I dropped a couple of bucks in there. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it was a, it was a couple of bucks, a few bucks. And um he thanked me, he said thank you and something else. And this he sounded like Helen Wolf. He had that same sandpapery voice. It, just, um, it was the weirdest, weirdest thing to me. So I make brief eye contact with him. I nod my head to say you're welcome. And then I I hustle. I hustle my ass to the C train. Because I, I was on my way from there. I was on my way to... Um, on my way to Brooklyn, Fort Greene. Staying at a friend's house. And I got back to my friend's. And I'm, I'm telling her what happened. And she didn't know who Howlin' Wolf was. So it fell a little bit on deaf ears. But man, and, and the thing about it is I still think about that to this day. You know, it's not every time, but about most of the time when I'm playing a Howlin' Wolf record or I'm, I'm going to listen to him after this. This this whole thing has got me in the mood to hear some Howlin' Wolf, to be honest with you. But every time, just about every time I listen to Howlin' Wolf, I think about this dude outside of the freaking papaya dog in the village. Because he was just a dead ringer. Now maybe, let's be logical. Let's take the let's take the the mystery and the um, the magic out of it for a second. Could have been this guy was just looked a lot like him, and my imagination, being such a fan of of Howlin' Wolf music, connected the dots and put Howlin' Wolf in front of me. But I would rather see, this is you talk about mysteries and 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 Bigfoot and Loch Ness and and all these things. I don't know. I don't believe. I don't not believe. That's my opinion. Is there a Bigfoot? I I haven't seen him. I haven't seen him running around. But I don't know. I don't know. Jersey Devil? I don't know. I've met some people who could be the Jersey Devil. But is there a hooved wing thing running around? I don't know. I don't know. Was Howlin' Wolf with some apparition of Howlin' Wolf hanging out? Outside of the papaya dog in New York? I don't know. But 
to me, to my mind, the way I think, it's more fun to live in a world of maybe, maybe, than to live in a world of nope, definitely not, definitely not. So I, you gotta keep a little mystery. You gotta, you gotta let your imagination run around. Maybe it's the artist in me. Maybe that's what it is. I don't know. But you, you gotta let a little, little magic, little mystery, keep things, keep things head scratching. What? Think about it this way. We live on Earth. We live on this planet. Okay, we're on the planet. We know. We've explored space. We've shot our asses up in rockets. We've sent monkeys up to space, those poor bastards. We've shot things into space. But we know more about that than we do about our deepest parts of the ocean. Who the hell knows what's down there? That's why I'm more fascinated. Screws, I don't, you look. Telescopes, the spaceships, shove them. I'm sorry to say, shove them. I'm so interested in this planet, what's going on? What's going on on this planet that we don't know about? What is it? Because here's the thing. You got your Bigfoot. You got um, all the all the mysterious creatures, all the cryptids of the world, right? All the cryptids. There's tons of them. Every culture has a cryptid. But the fact, I bet you that the fact is far, far stranger than the fiction. I believe that. I believe it. When I go to the Museum of Natural History and I see the big exhibit of the sperm whale fighting the, the giant squid, what more do you want? We're walking, we're walking the earth with these. Now they're swimming the earth, but we're on the same planet as those things. My thing, like, why? Why even be interested in what? Okay, this, okay, space, good, okay. What if one day these goddamn squids come crawling out of the ocean? Oh boy, we're jumping all over the place now. I am, <laughs> I'm off the hinge. Um, in the early 2000s, Animal Planet did a show called The Future is Wild. And I don't know if if my buddy Patrick, I don't know if he listens. He might listen. I don't know. But if he's listening, Patrick, I'm sorry that I made you watch that show at me because I was excited about it. And what it was, it was Animal Planets giving an example of their prospect of the future after humans were around. What would evolve how what we left behind would be worked into what comes next. And in the future is wild, their prediction was that squids were going to be the next primates. Squids were going to be the next thing to jump up and say, okay, this is all mine now. And they had squids swinging from trees. Now, who knows? It could have been, um, excuse me, it could have been inspired by Lovecraft with all his squids. He was a guy who was into squids. 
And now you're seeing more of that here and there. I was at Hobby Lobby. Those fuckers. I was at Hobby Lobby seeing Lovecraftian crap. Squids grabbing shit on pillows. And those stupid pieces of wood you put on the wall. Live, laugh, love with a squid. (laughs) So, for them, for the people at Hobby Lobby, to be... For the people of Hobby Lobby to be into this squid shit is, you know, it's catching on. Maybe, maybe the universe is trying to tell us something. Maybe. Point being, if these squids come crawling out of the ocean and they're like, okay, this is ours now. Uh, uh, well, how are we going to be prepared for that? We're so busy worrying about this, the, the aliens coming from above. The aliens are underneath us. Let me stop before a guy in a white coat and a net comes to take me away. Look, thank you again so much for listening to these episodes. It's a lot of fun to just go off here by myself, but a lot of people have contributed to this podcast, and I'm thankful for that. And nobody contributes more than your ears, than your two ears. Or if you're, you know, if you got one ear, maybe if you got upset doing a painting and you cut one off, I still appreciate it. Um, you could find what I'm doing on Instagram at Albert Shivers. You can go to the new website, www.albertshivers.com. And you could also check out the Albert Shivers Artist Patreon page. Or you could donate to the show on Cash App, Dollar Sign Shivers Art. As much as I hate having my hand out. Every show could use a little help these days, especially now. Racing is going to be back this week. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling upbeat. And I hope you all out there are too. also want to shout out, he's not here for this episode. But as many times as he's helped me out with things, got to shout out my buddy Isaac. Find him on Instagram at when underscore in underscore zen. And go check out his band. Powwow, Pain of Wisdom. They're going to be doing shows coming up. More and more shows as the weather gets warmer. Go check them out. That's on Instagram too. At Pain underscore of underscore wisdom. And let me, while I have you here, I'm just going to double check. Yeah, Pain of Wisdom with the underscores in between. And the at beforehand if you want to find Pain of Wisdom on Instagram. In the meantime, until next time everybody... Thank you again for listening and take care of yourself and take care of somebody else. And I'll catch you on the next episode.